You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Oh, man! Take you a nap! Do you know how bad you sound? You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. It's so overtly sexual. And look at this pin action. Oh. Oh, yeah, looking at the pin action. Oh. On a Tuesday night. Feeling all right. It is episode 131 of Bowl After Bowl on January 25th, 2022. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And you're in the bowl, right where you should be. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Whether you're listening live on the bowl stream, live on the no agenda stream, or maybe years down the line, sometime in the future, on some weird podcasting app that has yet to be invented. However you're hearing my voice right now, we appreciate it, and we welcome you. Hang out, stay a while. You're going to have some fun. That's what I predict. It's always a fun time in the bowl. That's right. We have a ball in the bowl. That's what I'm trying to say. That's all. That's That's all. all. Gosh, man, I've been just run ragged, I feel. Oh, yeah? It's so busy lately. Start this, start this new job, you know, this new position, and oh, it's like doing things every day consistently that I have to do, that I have to be there every day. Starting in the morning. Something I'm not used to. That's not like my style <laughs> as of late. I go through cycles, you know, I'm not going to say like I've never done this before or whatever, because that's just not true. Go through cycles, sometimes pick and choose, you know, pick and choose this day, that day. Well... Now it's a Monday through Friday again. Hitting the bricks. But what's nice is it's virtual. So it's like the commute. Can't beat it. Walking down two half flights of stairs. Uh, three. Three half flights of stairs. Mm, yeah. Because you get the one and then you get two. And then it's really three. one and a half flights of stairs one if point, you add it all together. 1.5 flights. <laughs> we'll get you there. Right to your uh, goofy Zoom camera existence environment, what have you. It's been fun, though. It's been cool. It's nice to have, like, a a daily purpose. Be getting that money. Yeah, now you're getting paid to sit through code school. Yeah. I like money, though. It is nice. It's nice to go back again, only instead of me having to pay them, they pay me, and then I get to learn the updated curriculum. And, you know, all that good stuff. It's great. It's like, uh, it's like what I was meant to do. One of the 20 million things. One of the 20 million things I was meant to do. <laughs> Feeling mint. You know what else I was meant to do? What were you meant to do? Go to Tennessee on Valentine's Day. I just Woo-hoo! felt called to do it. Yeah. Called to do it. That thing is heating up. It sure is. There's just more people confirming all the time. Uh, if you haven't heard the tip, slide on over to noagendameetups.com and check out what's going on on Valentine's Day. There's a little meetup in Tennessee. A little Nashville meetup. And, uh... Man, I'm telling you, it's going to be a who's who all of a sudden. It's going to be a great goddamn time. It's going to be a great. They're going to have a great goddamn time. 
There's Very no excited. doubt about that. They had a great goddamn time. I just got a little clip from uh, Dame Jennifer, and so I'm trying to work on a like meetup promo, and I'm emailing everybody that's going. But if you're listening and you're going to the Tennessee meetup, I'll probably send you a message very soon. Looking at you, Chris Fox. Uh, maybe you guys, uh, Toonton Mousy. You're going to go. Uh, Sir Seats Hitter is going to be there. Of course, we talked about uh, Booberry and Lavish of Behind the Schemes going out. Uh, Adam and the Keeper. You may have heard of them. And Metis recently confirmed. I heard Metis is in. Yeah. Cotton Gin says I'm trying. Yeah, Cotton Gin. If you ain't trying, you're dying, baby. You got to be out there. It'd be crazy. Boobs is talking to me about all kinds of stuff he wants to do. Some magical stuff. I don't really want to talk about it necessarily because like his stuff is his to announce and he's gonna announce stuff but But. if you're not excited yet you should get excited you should get excited in your butt but my butt's excited my butt's been excited (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah yes 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 it's gonna be a party for real yeah Uh, every no agenda meetup is a party though that's true never been to a lame one yet they're always a great Goddamn time. You just meet the the best people. The best kind of best people. Yeah. And everyone just drives, you know? Because it's like we're all there to just have a good time and everyone's pretty open-minded. You can say whatever you want. No one's going to get offended. That's right. And uh, this particular one's at a roller skating rink. Hello. Yeah. Great time. Awesome time. I haven't been rollerblading in ages. Same. Ages. The last time I went was with you, though. I don't think I've been since I broke my ankle, come to think no, of it. No, we haven't since you broke your ankle. Womp womp. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to get back on the uh, get back on the old pony after that, see what's different, if there's anything, like, different. Oh, I'm weak. It's certainly no. not weak in the ankle, because uh, <laughs> there's a plate in there with seven screws. So. Yeah, you got the bionic ankle almost. Absolutely screwed. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so if you have any kind of uh, way to get to Nashville on Valentine's Day, man, we'll see you out there. It's going to be a hell of a time. It's going to be an absolute hell of a time. Um, Speaking of Boobery and BTS, yeah, maybe I should save this for the cocaine shit stain, but I just wanted to congratulate him because he's the first one uh, that I'm aware of who's customized a helipad boost sound. Yeah, very, very cool. Very awesome. Some bins helping him out, getting that new boost sound, which is so cool and extra legal. It's exactly what you want to do. Uh, and what the hell's a boost? Well, if you're joining us for the first time, we know any show might be your first show. It's not the first show for us. Not the first show for most of the bowlers, but uh, you may wonder what the hell is going on with these boosts. Well, we're talking about podcasting 2.0. It's a brand new way to podcast. It's all based on... The Podcast Index, which you can find at podcastindex.org. And it includes these brand new apps. Newpodcastapps.com, for crying out loud. You can get yourself one. And the uh, beautiful thing about these apps is not only can you find all the favorite podcasts that you already listen to, uh, you can also stream sats, satoshis. I'm talking about little tiny pieces of Bitcoin zooming through the internet right into a podcaster's node it's like the coolest thing happening right now in podcasting you have no idea it's programmable money people it's value for value 
pulled out of the centralized uh, systems that we are used to with PayPal or maybe Patreon or maybe, I don't know, anything you swipe a credit card into. Uh, taking them off of the centralized systems, getting them decentralized, piggybacking on the Lightning Network and shooting these micropayments at virtually zero fees. It's the future. You got to try it out. Got to try it out. And we want to thank everybody who did try it out. Uh, whether you're on 1.0, 2.0, somewhere in between, whether you're joining us uh, again for the millionth time or here for the first time, uh, we always thank, uh, toward the beginning of our show, everybody who helps put this thing together. Because it's not just me and Lorian sitting in a basement every Tuesday. It's a whole community of fellow bowlers who are like-minded, who are uh, maybe really high like we are. Wow, I am really high. And uh, they get value out of the show. That's the only thing that we ask. It's the value for value system. We put it out there. We put value into it. We want to make it worth something to you. That's why we do this thing. We want to give you something. And all we ask in return is just think about it. What what'd you get out of it? Would you, was it fun? Entertaining? Informative? Was it does it lighten your load? Does it give you that relaxation every Tuesday night that you need? What does it do for you? Just put a value on it and send it back to us in the form of uh, fiat fund coupons, in the form of boostograms. There's so many ways you could uh, send in clips, isos, episode artwork, spark one up, all kinds of ways to get involved. Um, but we want to thank the people who did. Coming in on PayPal, we did have one, the one and only, I mentioned him earlier, it's Sir Chris Vox, Woo! who says, smoke them if you got them. Hey! And you know we got them, so here's for you, Chris Vox, smoking them. Sent a stonation of 420. Ooh. Oh, there it is. <coughs> oh, shit. Thank you, sir. Thank you. He also sent three flame emojis on the end of that. I don't want to leave. The, don't want to leave that out of the donation. Hot, hot, hot. That was in the note. Oh, we got some serious action over here on the boostergrams too, though. Uh, boobs hit us with a boob. Boob. Eight oh oh eight. Yeah. Thanks, boobs. From the Mothman himself, Blueberry Black Knight of the Mothman of the Mini Apocalypse of the Holy Rollers. Of Behind the Schemes. Behind the Schemes. Loveislit.com is where you can find that bad lad. And uh, he says, hey, baby, your daddy let you boost? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) You better be streaming sats. Yes. Boost. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. My daddy. Oh, my goodness gracious. We also got a boost from Cotton Gin. Yeah, Cotton Gin. Here's your cue to boost. You know you want to. And I cannot, I would be remiss to forget, uh, Cold Acid. Yeah, Cold Acid. Who came in with a boost and it did not show up in the helipad. And I'm not sure why. He's not sure why. He boosted direct from the node, which is becoming a popular thing among the savvy guys. They like to be so independent you know and they want to boost from their own node they want to run all their own stuff they're like nah i don't want to put it in an app and then boost from an app i'm gonna boost from my own node man hell yeah and uh c-dubs has been working on a shell script for boostograms which i'm going to mention in a second but uh i'm not sure 
what Cold Acid's methodology was here, methodology. Uh, but we did get the sixty-nine, sixty-nine payment that did come through. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine, dudes. Woo. Thanks, Cold Acid. And uh, the note he attempted to attach to it would have said, "And the Pod Father said, let there be boosts," and he saw that they were streaming sats. So thank you, sir. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Cold Acid. Oh, so very much. Boost me, bitch. There we go. Thank you for the boost. Little pot father for you. Can I get an amen? Amen. There we go. Thank you, Cold Acid. And speaking of C-dubs, C-dubs, the gentleman, the lad, it's not shell, it's Python. I'm sorry. It's not a shell script. That's the other thing we're working on. It's Python script for boosting. Come on. Um, He's working on a method to boost, though, uh, in Python. Hiss. I'm a Python. Hiss. Hiss. I can do everything in only four lines of code. Hiss. Uh, yes. He is working on this Python boost script, which allows you to just cut out the middleman and boost from your node and just feel like you're on top of the world running everything. He was testing the other night. It turns out he's just smashing sats into my node, just crunch, crunch, smash, smack, kaboom. He gave us like 14 bajillion sats because uh, he was entering, um, he thought he was sending millisats and entering millisats is the number and he was actually entering sats. So it was like a thousand times more than he was trying to send for the little test. So C-dubs, thank you so much for that. It's all mine. It's all mine forever. <laughs> no, let me know what I can give you back. For the test. Um, I know I've been busy. You've been busy. We've been passing each other in hallways in the chat. Whispering. Oh, there's one. Woohoo. Clever boost message goes here. Cheers, Cotton Gin. Yeah, Cotton Gin. And hey, if you're out there podcasting and uh, you're not getting pewed on, I would strongly urge you to consider a path to the pew because it is just another piece. Just another piece of the puzzle. It's the way things are going, you know? I'm not saying do it tomorrow. I'm not saying do it tonight. I'm saying you need a pew plan. You need to formulate a pew plan. If you're podcasting, you need to formulate a pew plan and then start executing. That's all I'm saying. And we love all you bowlers helping us out. We had one more bowler producer uh, donation. Something came into the bowl in a physical sense I'm talking about. And that was from our man Ringo. Yeah, Ringo. Who sent us in these beautiful pieces of Oregon. I don't know if the bows are super familiar with Oregon. But uh, he calls them the holy hand grenades. And uh, for a visual, just pull up Oregon. I'm talking O-R-G-O-N-E. Oregon Systems.com. And there you'll see some pictures. And that first picture is really close to what I'm holding here right now. Uh, similar in color. and scope. It's got the nice clear... Uh, nipple on top there, like a booby, like a pointy booby. And these things are something else, man. So It's got layers of goodness. Layers of goodness in there. We've got... Um, that one you're looking at, you know, I definitely see black tourmaline from here. Silver, copper, some yeah. quartz. This one's got some emeralds in it. Aventurian, is there a tiger's eye there? Yep. Copper. It's like some gold flakes, too. Uh, Oregon. So I wanted to talk a little bit. I was like... I was like, Ringo, do you have anything I can, like, read about or, like, say about Oregon on the show? And he's like, you know, nah, just tell you, like, <laughs> tell him what you like about it or what. Um, so these things, 
I guess th- this is the problem. I don't speak with as much authority. You might even be able to talk a little bit better about Oregon and what it is and does. But this is supposed to draw in like the bad radiation and bad energy and other harmful uh, energies that we encounter every day, whether it be from the Wi-Fi, the phone, or you know, lots of different stuff. Maybe just jerks that live next door to you. Um, all kinds of stuff. I tried to look it up on Wikipedia, and this is what we've noticed, Lorraine and I, is you, you want some fun, you go to any anything that is even uh, slightly supposed to make your life better, and it's not some kind of an injection, and it's not some kind of a pharmaceutical pill, then it will be labeled in the, under this wonderful umbrella term they use all over Wikipedia called pseudoscience. Yeah, pseudoscience is... Going to the chiropractor. Chiropractor is a pseudo scientist. Yeah, so that's what that's what's wild about it. I kind of looked at their pseudoscience article, and then I looked at list of topics characterized as pseudoscience because they've got a, I mean, they've got a humongous they, list of stuff. They also refer to it as what alternative medicine. Alternative medicine yeah. is correct. Yep. This is where all the good fun stuff is. They've got a list of physical sciences, applied sciences, social in there. sciences. Homeopathy, astrology, of course, uh, twenty twelve phenomenon oh. is listed. Okay. Lu- lunar effect, which is the belief that the full moon influences human behavior. I mean, at all, it has any influence. The full moon has the the belief that the full moon has any influence whatsoever on human behavior is pseudoscience. Mm. It yes. has no effect, no influence. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, don't talk to hospital workers or teachers. Then flat Earth, crater Earth, hollow Earth, all that good fun stuff. That's of course there. Uh, and of course, you know, I mean, you know, you mix it up with some some known scams. Ah, uh, Feng Shui is up here. Acupuncture, acupressure, uh, aromatherapy. So what I'm trying to say is like, uh, I'm gonna see stuff that's called they call it pseudoscience. I'm kind of. Uh, I'm kind of open to that kind of thing. Totally. Once you say it's pseudoscience, then I'm like, eh, tell me more. Tell me more. So I've spent, we've spent a day with the uh, Oregon. He sent us five different pieces, which is really sweet. And uh, like one for each of us. And they're all gorgeous. For, uh, you know, three for the kids and two for us. All gorgeous. One of those, uh, a couple of these like holy hand grenades, the enhanced I believe one's a super even. I was trying to tell on this website. A uh, couple of these R2s, the little dudes. And then uh, we even got one of these tower busters that you see here, which is a real cheap way to load up. Pew! Pew in! Orgon fucking rules, says Boobery. With yeah, your 4,200 sats. I see you, buddy. Orgon. I could stare at this stuff for a while, but... Uh, for me, and um, I don't really want to speak out of turn on Oregon because I know almost <laughs> nothing about it, okay? You get but, closer and closer to saying Oregon every time you say it. Oh. <laughs> Oregon? You're wishing. I, I like Oregon. Okay. Or here, Oregon. We're here, Oregon. Take that bad negative energy and Oregon it. I am a huge believer, though, in um, intention setting and, you know, making making plans and setting intentions here in the physical realm. And uh, a lot of people will shit all over, like, the crystal healing. And, I mean, uh, you can you can take that to 
tarot, you can take that to whatever you want. That's kind of this like esoteric, uh, halfway here, halfway there type, uh, pseudoscience, my favorite pseudosciences. Um, but it's, it's the intention you're setting and it's what you're wishing. It's what you are asking for and, uh, taking steps in real life to achieve, right? Yes. Intention is everything. And I would argue to most of these uh, academic ivory tower living uh, morons that just... The the problem with science versus pseudoscience is that science has been so sterilized and laboratorized that there's no real-world thinking, question-asking, and application. These, These science people who are all sciencey with their science... If it's not in a peer-reviewed study, then it doesn't even exist. If it's not in a peer-reviewed... It's like only peer-reviewed study. Peer-reviewed study yeah. or it's nothing. Peer Fuck reviewed, your hypothesis. Like peer-reviewed study or it's not science. And uh, the, sci- the true scientific breakthroughs and the new discoveries they never come from the center-established science. You know, they always come from Looneyville. And then you find something. And you're like, wait a second. Look at this. Look at this! And then you spend... You know, decades. I mean, historically, people have been put to death discovering new scientific uh, happenings and goings on. So, all that to say that I'm really fascinated by these pieces. I want to thank Ringo very much for sending them. And uh, I'm kind of set up in different spots throughout the house. And so, yeah, I'm keeping an eye out. We'll let you know how it goes. Beautiful. Yeah. Anything to counteract the fucking all the waves. There's a lot electromagnetic waves. There's a lot of screens on, and I got a Wi-Fi repeater now, which is helping the signal. But I don't know. I don't know what it's doing to me. Yeah, I, I couldn't really tell you. Couldn't really tell you. Mm. Probably something though. For sure. I'd say it's good. It's a good chance that something happens, right? Yeah. I and mean, that just seems to be more likely than nothing. Yeah. You plugged it in. Like the moon. The moon has no effect on human <laughs> beings. That is. One of the goofiest things I've ever like heard. Some naive shit. Ever heard now, of menstrual cycles? I, I will say, Oregon, I don't even like how it's presented on this Wikipedia page because they have a picture of Oregon Energy Accumulator and it's like this wooden box. And then they open the door and there's like a little chair in there. And I don't know, maybe this is like how Oregon concepts originated. It claims it's coming out of the 30s by, uh, um, I don't know. Certain science guys. Science, though. Oh. Yeah. But anyway. Wilhelm Reich. If you Reich, know about Oregon. Ringo says in the chat. What's that? Wilhelm Reich. Ah, uh, Wilhelm Reich. Was doing it in the 40s. In the 40s. There you go. Yeah. I just don't like uh, how it was presented. I tried to learn about it, and uh, the book of knowledge I could just tell was going to uh, already have preconceived notions about it. So um, I'm interested with people with real experience. Uh Drop me a line, Spencer at bullafterbull.com. Let me know what you think. Boobs is very into it. Obviously, Ringo's very into it. And if you want to get into it, of course, OregonSystems.com. That's where these came from. We'll have a link in the show notes. They're quite beautiful. Yeah, they are absolutely gorgeous. Quite beautiful. Uh, If you want to get in on sending us some value, but you just don't know where to start, hey, it can be pretty easy. You start just by passing the bull. Pass the bull to your friend. Tell them about it. Send them to bullafterbull.com. Get them listening. Get them hooked up. Well. I was just going to say, speaking of beautiful, I wanted to say thanks to Illuminadia for joining us for another Bowls with Buds last Friday night. That's correct. We had an awesome time. 
We talked babies, boobs, THC, titty milk, guns, it, science. Science. Very, yeah, very much science from a scientist. A professional scientist at that. Yeah, she's in that cancer research game now. Very cool stuff. You can go to bullswithbuds.com to see all of our buds that have been in the bowl. And we're very excited to announce we have another bud coming into the bowl this Friday at around 8.30 p.m. Central. It's none other than Sir Seat Sitter of Abs in a Six Pack. That's right. And uh, we can thank him for the next jingle coming up because one of the easiest ways to give some value back to the bowl is simply to give us a call and leave a voicemail answering our first time I ever topic, which this week is the first time I ever kissed someone romantically. All you gotta do is call 816-607-3663 and the play of That's right, you can get your voicemails in. No problem. We'll play them on the show. That's right, we will play them on this very show. On this show that you know and love so well. Woo! So, sorry, go ahead. You went to a Bitcoin meetup. I did. Today, another. Another. How frequent are these? Monthly? Uh, They seem sort of sporadic. Um, uh, I think the last one was only like two or three weeks ago, right? It seemed like really... I thought it was the last bowl we were talking about it, like last week, but I could be but wrong. It was, it was also on a Thursday, so uh, it wasn't like exact in between week. bowls. Mm-hmm. Mm. This one just kind of popped up, and then I was like, ah, darn, it's on a Tuesday. But then it was uh, six. six. Yeah. So I was like, well, I can go there a couple hours, come back. No big deal. Um, do you know what we talked about? Yeah, actually, we didn't really talk on chain or off chain cocaine shit stains, but we did talk about there's going to be a Bitcoin block party they're planning uh, at the end of 420 week, April 23rd. So still in the kind of middle planning stages, but the, the concept is to have sort of a free event where like the community can come out, but it's like dollar free. It's like you can yeah. you can spend Bitcoin there and there will be vendors like selling things for Bitcoin. Um cool. We only of, vendors who accept Bitcoin. That's right. We also floated the idea of maybe having a cover charge, but then you get some of that back in Bitcoin to hmm. get people onboarded to like a lightning wallet or something like that. So a lot of different ideas. Uh it was cool to kind of brain help the guys brainstorm and think of some stuff, but uh it was fun. Nice. It was like a board meeting. Yeah, kind of like that. But it's it's one of those things where, you know, anybody can just get involved who's interested in the Bitcoin community uh, and in the in the future of Bitcoin and using specifically Bitcoin. They talk on the website about this is uh, Bitcoin-centric. It's not about your other coins or chains or whatever you got going on. Yeah. This particular group is about Bitcoin. And you can find them on Twitter at Casey Bitcoiners or uh, their meetup group by going to CaseyBitcoiners.com. Check it out. Fun stuff. We'll check it out. I have some uh, wares to hawk 
as a vendor and I would yeah. like to accept some Bitcoin. See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, so, you could be a vendor. Soon, yeah, as soon as there's a sign up, let me know. Okay. Uh, are they talking about charging the vendors for table space? Mm, I do not believe so, no. Cool. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking in, dude. Do not believe so. Uh, I can make sure, but... Yeah. Price of a sat... Excuse me. Price of a US dollar currently worth 2,667 sats. Of course, before the show, you could get over 2,700 sats per dollar. So it looks like the price is continuing to rally back up. Which I needed. I needed to stay on. I needed to stay on sale for a second till I get this first paycheck. Damn it! Right. I mean, still, <laughs> I know. I want to throw a little extra and buy a little more. Still a good, incredible sale going on. But yeah, thirty-seven five as of right now, and uh, buy the dip. Yeah. Yep. On the rebound. On the rebound. It's so funny because people are like, um, I saw some of this on the socials earlier, where. Uh, you know, it's down low, down low, and some somebody was like, "Oh, the Bitcoin ship already sailed." You know? Oh, like, yeah, dude. See, this is that's the same talk that I heard in in 2014 when I bought it, 400 bucks, and it had been months since like the all time high at that time of like 1100 or 12, almost 1200 bucks, and everybody was like, "Yeah, it's done." You know, it's like going down now, going down now. So like, it's over. Like you missed it. You know, me, I just wanted to, like, play some online dumbass gambling poker games. So I didn't really care, you know, whether it was up or down or whatever it was. It's just like, oh, I'm buying chips in this poker game, dude. Like, uh, Fast forward to now, and it kind of matters a lot. It's a big deal. Yeah, very big deal. It's an inflation hedge. It's a sound money. Provably scarce, provably real. All that good stuff. Permissionless. It's a pseudoscience. It's a pseudoscience. It's a pseudoscientific... <laughs> cryptography coin token yes that's perfect it is a pseudoscience yep that's why it's endorsed heartily by your friends here at bull after bull pseudoscience is the shit thank you very much so the ring of fire is a go coming up soon right that's right i just got the sixth guy in stem is in again he's been a a, yeah stemmy he's been a participant in some other rings of fire we've done in the past so he was like if i you know can still get in there I have uh, people I'm not already connected to. And I was like, ah, yeah, buddy. I mean, we have, uh, I think Chris's note is totally fresh. I don't know if he's connected to anyone yet. Or he might be, he might have like one channel or something. But I mean, if he's got channels, they're all quite new. You know, he's just establishing his note up uh, just in the recent past. So I told him, don't worry, man. We'll find guys you can connect to that you haven't connected to yet. That's right. And uh, that message will be going out tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that. We're supposed to done already have launched this damn thing by now. Um, but, you know, life happens, man. Everything's on fire around me. I've got I've to keep things juggling. So sometimes I'm a bit slower than I originally intend to be. And for that, I apologize. If you want to be in a 2 million sat ring of fire, if you got 2 million sats and you want 4 million sats worth of channels, think about that for a second. You got 2 million sats, you can get 4 million sats worth of channels. If you participate in Ring of Fire number five, which is going right after number four, email me at spencer at bullafterbowl.com. And I have to, have to, have to say that we do have a new Sphinx tribe up. They really got the Sphinx tribe rocking. So I encourage you, if you are playing around, uh, if you're a bowler who's been in the Sphinx tribe, look at you, net net, and uh, you haven't moved to the new one, you got to get on that new one. It's just the one with emojis in it. 
That'll help you find it really easily. And I'm keeping the join fee free for a limited time still while everybody can get in there. Because I don't want to like charge people to join the old one and then they've already paid to join the old one and then you're going to pay to join the new one. Yeah. The story behind that real quick is just when we first started our podcasting 2.0 journey, which was over a year ago now, the only way to get in was through Sphinx. And they were the first ones that you could stream sats through their app. Um, we got onto a voltage node because we didn't have the hardware to do one here at the house. And it just seemed like the quickest way to just do it. And it worked. Yeah. Hop in the car and drive. That's right. We wanted to get in the car. We were very interested in putting the thing in drive and going somewhere with it. And so we got it all hooked up and, you know, um, Adam had talked about using voltage nodes on podcasting 2.0. And it was a great service. It's a it's a wonderful way if you're paying. You can pay by the month or you can just go ahead and buy a year, which is what we did right at the start. We were like, hey, we're going to be in this long term. Let's just get a year right up front. Uh, and they'll take care of all of the maintenance for you. You know, you just kind of log in and update it uh, periodically. But it's a really low maintenance service. You know, if you're not interested in doing all these um little things of node maintenance and uh, this kind of stuff. That's a, that's a really great service. So I recommend it. Uh, our year expired. And in that year, we set up two home nodes of our own here at the house. And so we're just in a position now where we didn't need the voltage node. Also, we didn't need a third node. And so that's the, that's really the only reason that we didn't renew. Uh, there's still a great service and I'd recommend them to anybody, especially if you just, you know, you don't want to get into all of the hardware or run something at your house. Maybe you don't have a reliable connection either to the internet or, you know, uh, you just don't want to deal with the maintenance. You can let Voltage do it for you. And uh, I want to say I want to say the website, right? So I'm going to look it up really quick. Um, voltageapp.io is, of course, where you go to log in. But I think that there's a Git Voltage uh, URL too. But regardless, we'll have that all linked in the show notes. That's right. Uh, and you can check them out. There's you, your key. Open the door, hop in the car, go for a ride. Go for a ride. We went for a ride last night. You helped me build a database. Yeah, that was fun. Everybody's like, oh, I'm not a Ben. I'm not a dude named Ben. That's some other guy. And that's probably like a, that's like a big thing among just developers in general. It's like, especially when you're first learning different coding uh, languages or different ways to do it. Uh, I know guys who have run their own website for years who are like, but yeah, but I'm not a coder, but I'm not a developer. And it's like, well, you know, I think it feels that way forever. I think it's going to feel that way forever. I feel like I don't know nothing because I, you know, once you start learning, you learn how much you don't know. And it's overwhelming because everybody else that you meet is on a different stack. Everybody else that you meet codes in a different language. Everybody else that you meet works different projects and they're like you know oh oh, the shit that you know is dumb you know like the language that you know the little piece that you know is dumb and like you're dumb because you use that i use this but i'm telling you man it's another situation coding just like bitcoin it's like in the car and drive oh sorry i made some tables so you made yeah we made some tables in a database i learned about varchar and then varchar and int yeah, different data types. <laughs> I was making up, uh, you know, the things that would go to different tables. It was all clicking together. Yeah, I was like, how can we describe a clip? 
if we're trying oh, to... Oh, yeah. Should we talk about what we were working on? Well, we're trying to make a little clip bucket, some kind of a thing where people can send us clips, specifically uh, because Misinformed Nation is going to have us a little episode this coming Sunday, the 30th of January, right after the No Agenda stream. And the whole episode is going to be based on, hopefully, uh, if we get enough material, the clips that the audience, you guys, send to us. Um, and we're going to just discuss, you know, best of clips that come in that are curated from the audience. But eventually I would like to have a submission website just like, you know, akin to the No Agenda Art Generator, only instead of submitting show art, you're submitting a little clip and hopefully we can build it to handle ISOs and clips and uh, jingles. I think were the three categories we decided on. Clips, jingles, yep. clips, jingles, and ISOs. That's right. Because those, so those are sort of three different things with three different lengths typically. But uh, yeah, that's what we want to build. We're, that's, that's what we're working on right now. Uh, but I can guarantee you, uh, I can bet you a hundred million sets it's not going to be done by sunday so if you have a clip you'd love to send in to us uh you can email uh, you can email a bunch of different places and i don't know if there's an official misinformed nation email but i know you can send it to me and i will get it you could send it to boobery as well you could send it probably even to sir seat sitter although i don't know he might get he might lose it he might keep it in his jeans pocket and then run it through the wash and then you don't know what's going on so uh, just send it to me, bowl after bowl, spencer at bowl after bowl dot com. I'll take a look, and we're trying to get some for uh, this Sunday, right after the No Agenda show. Any clips? Any clips of a podcast? Oh, oh podcast clips. That okay, you're listening to. As long as it's a podcast, you can clip it. All right. Uh, just kind of a best of of what you've been listening to. So it's kind of your chance to plug one of your favorite podcasts uh, on the No Agenda stream after No Agenda on Sunday. Cool. So there you go. There you have it. Clips incoming. That's right. For me, I'll get you some. Uh, but wasn't, you know what wasn't so incoming this week? Magic what? number sightings. Oh, really? It was a slow news week. A little dry for the old 33, huh? Yeah. Oh, uh, boo at misinformednation.com. I had just uh, had a special note. That's boo, B-O-O, at misinformed, M-S-I-N-F-O-R-M-E-D, nation.com. There you go. And it's in the show notes. It's in the show notes. If you forgot. Well, Lorian Cotton Gin says he has $33 in cash in his wallet, if that counts. If you're a little Hell dry. yeah. If you're a little dry on 33 happenings. Oh, that's a great happening. 33 bucks. Perfect. Uh, Well, you know, I did get three stories out of it. I just didn't uh, have much to choose from. So let's jump right in. A Goldman CEO said he sees real wage inflation everywhere after a 33% jump in pay expenses. Ooh. Yes. Please, Mr. Wall Street man, tell us about the expenses going up. Yeah, costs uh for him jumped to 17.7 billion, which was a 4.4 billion dollar increase. Big woofs. Uh, the article listed that the average employee compensation reached 404,000, little 404 action for you, in 2021, which was up from 329,000 in 2020. Of course, the way that they frame that with an average is skewed. Sure. Because the top producers here are getting paid multi-million dollar packages, and then they're staffers. Right. They're probably, you know, 
pretty low on the totem pole there. That's an easy way to fudge statistics is going with average instead of median. Yeah, yeah, statistics. Woo, hiss. But here's a story that's not a statistic. American Airlines cut 33 flights from San Antonio in March as part of a nationwide reduction. Oh, no. Yeah, and three months ago, uh, they cut 77,000 flights from their schedules, which is a lot more than everyone else. I guess United Airlines cut 373 flights. Delta Air cut 242 flights, which is kind of low when you got the same name as one of these COOF variants. Yeah, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, American Airlines cutting, dropping 10,621 flights. But And my final top 333 story comes from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where 33 car burglaries led to 20 stolen weapons. Uh-oh. All of the weapons came out of unlocked cars. Well, that'll do it. And 28 of the 33 burglaries were unlocked. Jeez. So lock your damn car doors. Especially if you're keeping a weapon in it, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's really just I wouldn't even keep common a, sense. I would not keep my weapon in my locked car. No, no. My weapon stays on my person or in my home. And that's that. In a constitutional carry state, of course, here in the show me state. I mean, yeah. Get to enjoy that when constitutional you, right. When you got it like that, then, you know. Yeah. yeah. My state recognizes the the uh, freedom now, that was enshrined in the Bill of Rights. Hello. The good news about the magic number not popping up all over the place is that there was way less goof stories this week. We only had three stories about 33 deaths happening. And it was in Utah, New Mexico, and Quebec. 33 people allegedly died of the coup in those three places. Uh, then there was this headline, which also came up three times. Um, Kentucky reports 33% positivity rate. Karnataka, India reports 33% positivity rate. And to round it out, Saskatchewan and Scandinavia reported a 33% positivity rate. Stop taking the test. Stop adding numbers to the positivity rate. How about that? Yeah, keep your thumb off that scale, y'all. That's just like my opinion. It's done when you're done, people. People are done. I think think most people, even the normies, are starting to be done. Only the very hardcore, very into it, very dedicated Kufaroonies are still on the train. Clinging to the narrative. That's wild. It's like a very strange thing to cling to. Some people made a lot of money off of it. Sure. So I can see that. I mean, the people running around like with two masks on still at this point, they're not the people that made a bunch of money on it. Where were we this weekend where I was seeing all sorts of people wearing masks? I don't know. I don't even... Oh, it's Costco. Ah, yeah. yeah, Double double masks, my friends. My bolaritos. People actually wearing two masks. In a, you, you don't need to wear a mask. There's not even a sign, I don't think. I don't know. No. It's just so silly. And speaking of silly, the schools around here went ahead and started sending kids home if they showed up not wearing masks. So. What? Eric Schmidt, Missouri's attorney general, is back in action, suing school districts over the mask mandates. You know? made him do it. Yeah, he warned them. He said, that leave this up to the parents. This is not your place 
You don't get to impose public health orders, school. Yeah, now you get my boy involved. Yeah, he's filed at least 36 lawsuits this week. Ooh, past the magic number. Yeah, and Kansas City is not looking good in this whole area. They're all on there. All those schools, I see them. I see them listed in his lawsuits. That's the real problem, man, is like the, the people get a chance to boss other humans around. And like kids are just the soft target for being bossed around. It's gross. It is gross. I completely agree. But they're torn, too, because you could also have their parents being like, you don't put that mask on. And then they show up to school and the teacher's like, put the mask on. And they're like, no, my mom and dad said not to. And then they get expelled or sent home or whatever. It's just a pain in the ass for yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's not right. Jerked all over the place. And then uh, that's why, why I recommend against school in the first place. Yeah. At least government school. Yes. No thank you for the government school. Yeah. Well, the good news is, I guess that Eric Schmidt is uh, running for Senate. Oh, boy. Fun fact. So, I mean, hey, he's been performing. Yeah. But I the mean, scamdemic. once he's in Roy Blunt's old seat, uh, who's going to sue these dipshits? Hopefully we get a better, you <laughs> know, hopefully we get a good attorney general to replace him. Yeah, hopefully. Somebody who will keep the torch burning. Yeah, well, I like to keep something else burning here in the bowl. Word. Let's go behind the curtain so we can enjoy it. I'm into that. Right back <sighs> here. Oh, yeah. Yep, it's a, uh, yeah, gotta enjoy it, even though it's a Schedule 1 controlled substance still, federally. And the DEA this week has proposed placing five tryptamines in the Schedule 1 category. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I got a list of them. Iprosin, which is a 4-HO dipped tea, Alpha-O, or 5-MeO-AMT, uh, Foxy, 5-MeO-MIPT. Mipti, I don't know. Uh, and uh, Dipti, disopropyl tryptamine. So um, they go through, they sent out a report, which I will have linked in the show notes. Any uh, reason why, like, these well, particular five tickled their boner? <laughs> I mean, not necessarily, but they are basing this call off of eight factors. Okay. The first is the substance's actual or relative potential for abuse, of which any hallucinogen... Or any cheeseburger. Or any cheeseburger can count for. Here they say uh, it's a high potential because of hallucinations and stimulation of the central nervous system. A hokey dokey. You're going to find that all eight of these factors that qualify something for Schedule 1 can be literally anything. Uh, number two, scientific evidence of the substance's pharmacological effect. Oh, here, let's bring in our peer-reviewed papers again. Right, and if there are none, then it's just trash. It's just pseudoscience. It's just pseudo-medicine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and th- of course they say here, well, there's no currently accepted medical use in the United States for these five uh, research chemicals. Well, it's important, too, to point out, like, who writes the peer-reviewed papers? The grant recipients write the peer-reviewed papers. Yeah. Where's that money coming from? I wonder. Mm. Number three, the state of current scientific knowledge regarding the substances. And yeah, they're not paying grants for research, so nothing's going on there. No. Number four, history and current pattern of abuse. Yeah, this, that's my thing. Like, these research chems that even old heads have never heard of, 
they like rampantly being abused all over the place? Like you can buy them on the dark web. Dark web. The dark web. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you need a history um of these research chemicals or you want to see, you know, maybe what happens with them, go check out Arrowwood. That's what I did today. I just sure. read about them all on Arrowwood. Well, at least Foxy has a street name, you know what I mean? But I like, know. Like it's funny cuz I you were asking me about the research chems earlier and there's none of them that I've heard of. Yeah. At least like, you know, I've heard of them briefly mentioned. Um Shulgin's books, Peekle and Teekle, uh, list pretty much all of them. And he came up with most of them. Like, he synthesized most of them in yep. his own lab. Yeah. So His name is on pretty much all of these. <laughs> um, Alexander Shulgin is, like, uh, the granddaddy of uh, most of these research chems. But where do you find... <laughs> not, like, all over the place, you know? Well, and if you don't have your own lab, like... You get this powder, and it's like okay, or whatever it is, liquid powder. It's like how do you how do you even know what it is? You know, you gotta trust the dark web. That's right. And your friends. Five star reviews on the dark web. But anyways, number five: the scope, duration, and significance of abuse. I mean, these things. I just hear them, and I'm like, okay, how about Tylenol? You know, or just eat a whole bottle of Tylenol and chase it down with some vodka. You're probably gonna die. Oh yeah, if you're looking for ways to die, you can abuse die. anything. By ingesting something. Participate in a hot dog eating contest without any practice. Yeah. It's another uh, way. Six. What, if any, risks to public health? I love that. Public health. Well, they say, you know, hallucinogenic properties occur quickly from these research chemicals uh, in that, you know, impairs judgment and can lead to dangerous behavior. Uh-oh. You don't want to stay dangerous, we my friend. You wouldn't no. want to. <laughs> oh, no. no what no. would Christopher Battle say if we all stayed dangerous? Yeah, he'd say stay dangerous. That's what he would say. He would approve. And no one else would. The government would be up in arms. Yeah. They say stay safe. We say go fuck yourself. <laughs> Number seven. Now, I thought this was interesting word choice here. It's the DEA's and not mine. Psychic or physiological dependence liability. They didn't really elaborate on that. Psychic just, dependence. Yeah, psychic dependence. I'm like, do you mean like mental, like you just mentally want more after you do it once? It means, it's a good time. It means once you stop, you can no longer see the future and you have to keep doing it to see the future. Perhaps. That's just my interpretation. I, I like know. that interpretation. It's better than mine. And finally, number eight, whether the substance is an immediate precursor of a substance already controlled, of which they're not. But, you know, they said, hey, uh, we didn't see any uh, reason for these to be used in medicine, and there's no research on them, so yeah. th they should just be added to Schedule One controlled substances because, you know, maybe they see the day you know, weed might not be on there much longer. They might lose weed. Got to replace it with fivefold more things. The fact that weed is on there is just so doesn't it make stupid. you sick. It's been stupid when for so long. But centuries of medical use, you know, for just weed. Wild. recorded history. It's wild that it's still on there. I'm in my 30s now, and it's still on there. My God. And all these pharmaceutical drugs, you know, it's like... I know. Don't worry I, about them, though. No, no, no. If it's, a, if it's a coof shot from Pfizer, then let's just not worry about how much it's been studied. Let's not worry about if it's addictive or not. Or Who detriment to public health. You know? Let's not worry about any of that. It's no big no. deal. 
This is a public health emergency over here. Yeah, look this way, not that way. This is Pfizer. They're our boys, man. These are our boys. They would never hurt you. The DEA is a dinosaur. The Controlled Substances Act needs to be gotten rid of. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm ready to declare independence from this shit. It's driving me nuts. I mean... I don't know what to do. It's boys. not as though I recognize the... Uh, <laughs> the Controlled Substances Act at all. So, yeah. That shit... Because uh, it is tyrannical in nature, is null and void. Yep. Because I'm a good citizen. And that's that. Well, here's some more tyranny for you. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's deputies are accused of illegally seizing a million dollars from an Imperial armored vehicle in a federal lawsuit. And of course, Imperial is the company that transports cash for the marijuana dispensaries Mm -hmm. uh, over to financial institutions. And they got stopped in Kansas not long ago Yep, with the same shit, having all their money confiscated, even though it came from legal businesses. Um, and they don't just transport cash for dispensaries. They also do this for financial institutions, restaurants, and convenience stores. And they work in 28 different states. So, but here's the thing. Here's where you start seeing why this is happening. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department leads what's called the Inland Regional Narcotics Enforcement Team, which includes states and federal agencies like the DEA and the FBI. What does that mean? Well, they use the United States Department of Justice's Equitable Sharing Program, Mm -hmm. in which their participation earns them 80% of the proceeds they recover from civil asset forfeitures. All cash, baby. That means they're getting to keep 80% of the money that they're stealing from these armored trucks. So it's a sport to them. Absolutely. Well, it's just, it's gross and totally incentivized in an evil way. Missouri, on the books, has one of the best civil asset laws, civil asset forfeiture laws in the country. Uh, In Missouri, under Missouri's constitution, all of the proceeds that are seized as a result of uh, any of these operations uh, in civil asset forfeiture are to be uh, given to the revolving school board fund. So they're supposed to go to schools and that's how you pass anything good, right? Money for schools. The problem is exactly what you're saying. This equitable sharing program that the feds came up with in their fucking infinite genius is where uh, a, a local or a county or a state agency does a raid makes a bust, finds money, finds a car, finds anything they can attach to a crime. Uh, They steal cars this way. They steal computers this way. They steal platinum and gold bars this way. They'll steal whatever you have that's valuable this way. They take it. They charge the property with a crime in a civil asset case. And then all they have to do is include one Fed dipshit, whether it's one Fed FBI agent or one DA agent, they just keep they just invite a fed along for the raid the fed takes the money they keep a 20% finders fee and the rest goes straight back to these dudes and they buy bear cats with it and they buy swat gear with it and they buy overtime bonuses with it they buy all kinds of shit with it what was uh what was it that chief burton said there was pennies from heaven pennies from heaven these guys call it and it's true they just chase around money all day i mean you know who can blame them once you get a taste for it but that's the problem all of that money is illegally subverted from the uh, 
revolving school board fund, and you can bet your sweet fucking ass that if it all went into this revolving school board fund, that uh, the big salivation would be gone. And these big hard-ons for just going after money and just trying to steal people's money and vehicles would evaporate. The incentive would no longer be there. Yeah, it's totally gross. It's literal highway robbery. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the federal government employs highwaymen sanctioned by the state. Yeah. In this federal lawsuit that Imperial has filed, they talk about the van driving through San Bernardino and just getting pulled over for, oh, you were driving too close to that semi-truck. In Kansas, it was, oh, your license plate was very slightly covered by oh, the cover of God. it. You know, it's like, that's not why you pulled me over, buddy. Come on. Uh, yeah, you pulled me over. And then they're like, oh, so what are you transporting in this transport vehicle? Oh, is that cash money? Can you prove where it comes from? Oh, some of it's from a dispensary? Well, that's federally illegal, bud. So we're going to have to take that from you, okay? I like money. It's just crazy. And they like have these search warrants for these vehicles that just come in. It's like they just make a phone call and they're like, yeah, I can search this car, though. Here's my warrant. It's nuts. It's gross. Yeah, it's out of control. And so Imperial is no longer operating in San Bernardino County. They're not operating in Kansas, and they have reimbursed the dispensaries for the cash losses. Well, and, you know, overwhelming likelihood is that they're insured for such losses, but shouldn't have to factor that in, man. It shouldn't be a factor of, like, engaging in legal transactions. Is Oh, yeah, but the Fed's going to come in and bonk you over the head and take your money. Fucking ludicrous, man. Got enough to worry about. Yeah, seriously. And, um, of course, the v- the vans, the transport vans, have cameras and audio recording on them. And so they got some of the deputies talking and just saying gross stuff. Like, the second time they were stopped, one of the guys was like, oh, this is all you have this time? Literally, and he's like, I thought we were going to get, like, a million this time, because it was 700000 this last time. Well, 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 it's close to a million to altogether. Like, they're just talking like buds, and then they're counting the money and going, woohoo, wow, look at this, ooh, we got them. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, because they it's all get like, a taste, man. It's yeah, it's... corrupt as fuck. I know. It's disgusting. So gross. It's really bad. It's the most crooked <laughs> shit that goes on. I would I can't love, believe it. love to see this fixed at a federal level, but I am not going to hold my breath. Yeah. That anything's going to be done about this. And, you know, couldn't have a nice safe banking act be passed because we're banks bad. Oh, no, no, because Chucky Schumer needs Republicans. That's what it was. Chucky Schumer, he needed to get more Republicans in. Yeah, well, they've been trying to, they had been trying to pass the safe banking act with the big budget that the dusty man signs like year after year. And it's just a few stupid holdouts because, yeah, they want their bill to, they want a full weed bill under their name to make it. And it's all Chucky Schumer at this point. Bastard. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) That gets the ding. Yep. This Friday at 10 a.m., hearings are set to begin for a lawsuit against Georgia regulators medical cannabis licensing process. So seven years ago, Governor Nathan Deal signed a bill legalizing weed oil for Georgians with chronic illnesses. As of today, there's still nowhere in the state that patients can go to buy that oil. Wow. Uh, In 2019, a seven-member commission was formed 
They were supposed to craft regulations and license producers. Um, And in 2021, so two years later, they announced six winners out of 70 bidders for people to make this weed oil. Uh, And then, of course, there was immediate backlash from the losing bidders. I'm not even sure how a bidding process works here with licenses. Literally, who's going to pay the most for a license? I don't know. But nearly two dozen protests were filed saying, that's not fair. Those people were, you know, there was a total uh, lack of transparency here in this process. And it's just their buddies that won, you know. So um, one company filed a lawsuit in which they call the bidding process lacking in transparency, as I just said, objectivity and fairness. And because of this, the medical licenses can't be finalized until all the protests are resolved. So maybe that'll start the ball rolling this Friday, seven years after patients celebrated being able to get their potent medicine. Again, I wouldn't hold my breath, but here we are. Now, there have been rumors in the Show Me State of FBI probes looking into all the hullabaloo with our medical licensing process. And now we have some proof that there are probes looking into Independence, Missouri's medical weed establishments and their utility contracts. Because just last week, part of a deposition was released from a real estate developer named Joseph Campbell. Um, And that was part of his ongoing defamation lawsuit, which I will get into. He bought a golf course for $500,000, and then the city bought it off of him for a million dollars. They turned it into a solar farm. Uh, And that was, that's like one of his latest things that connects him with the bigger picture here. Uh, During his deposition, he talked about financing herbal health which applied for a retail dispensary license and a cultivation license. Well, wouldn't you know, they have a lobbyist registered to them by the name of Stephen Tilly, who's a pretty prominent lobbyist here in the Show Me State. Um, He has other medical marijuana clients under his lobbying belt, and his firm also represents Independence's electric utility and Uh the company operating its solar farm. This is where it all ties in. Um, Confirmed in this deposition is that in November 2020, uh, a federal grand jury subpoena was received by the Missouri Medical Marijuana Program head here, and they were specifically looking into Independence, Missouri. Um, Then two more federal grand jury subpoenas were received in 2021, which if you try to look at them are so redacted you have no idea what they're about uh because that's how things go here yeah they just black out the whole thing and say it's sensitive information um now recently in what got campbell's defamation lawsuit going was he submitted a proposal to acquire independence independences soon to be shuttered blue valley power plant and when he did that two city council members said to the kansas city star They had reservations about doing business with anyone subject to an FBI investigation. And so he sued those two council peoples for defamation for saying that. And he's also suing the city of Independence, I believe, for defamation. 
And uh, anyway, his lawsuit is ongoing. Um, they did take a deposition of the mayor of Independence, Eileen Weir, Weir, W-E-I-R. Um, and that was released last week too, but sealed from public view. Gotcha. Which I think is a violation of the First Amendment. But here we are. Um, I think the Kansas City Star might be trying to take that to court too to get access to it. Um, Weir is up for re-election next month. It would be her third term if she's re-elected. Um, and meanwhile, I guess that the IRS came in and took two cars and is threatening to take a lake house from this Campbell guy. Jeez. Um, and in their affidavit, it revealed that he purchased those things with fraudulently obtained COVID-19 relief funds. Uh-oh. Yes. Just a merry bunch. What a total here. circus. Yeah. Yeah. Just a merry bunch running and pulling the strings, passing the money from one yeah. friend to another, choosing who gets the licenses. Oh, I have so many millions of dollars that I can just run around suing cities and getting sued by IRS, take my car, IRS, take my boat. Yeah, my two cars in my spare house. You yeah. know, eh, no water skiing this summer, I guess, kids, but. <laughs> God. Must be fucking nuts. Gotta go down to the dock and rent one like the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... And you know, these these dummies, really, if they just hadn't set a cap and they said, send us a license fee application and your plans, you know, and we'll make sure that you're up to code. Yeah. And then we'll give you your license so you have the opportunity to make money. They could have hidden a lot more shit. They could have had a lot more backdoor dealings you know they could have gotten a lot more money in their pockets and to their buddies but no they're so greedy they want it to be an exclusive club idiots i have my doubts that they could survive in a system that was totally open to you know competition by people who have actual head on their shoulders no but they could have a buyout just from the start of it i think you know yeah sure it's like we get all this money and then we leave and then we let the little people run it and do all the work i don't really know all i know is these this is a bigger joke as time goes on yeah these people. it's a big fat joke same shit different year welcome to 2022 yes well welcome to 2022 in nebraska one of the three states that has absolutely no weed laws on the books yes senator mike groney has filed a limited medical bill And you know I don't like bringing up bills that are filed, but this is important because this is such a political stunt. This bill would allow certain patients to buy and possess cannabis oils, cannabis pills, up to two and a half ounces of flour at a limited number of dispensaries. But smoking and cultivation are banned, and that's on a commercial and a personal level, which means there's no legal way for patients to obtain the alleged two and a half ounces of flour that they have been allotted in the bill. Oh, man. Right there, it's literally setting you up to be, you know, arrested or something. Because you can't smoke it if you got it. Yeah. If smoking is banned. Come get a card. We'll take your picture. And I tried to emphasize certain patients because who qualifies in this bill is incredibly restricted. We have stage four cancer patients, people with uncontrolled seizures. People with severe muscle spasms, people suffering from multiple sclerosis, muscular dystrophy, 
or someone with a terminal illness in less than one year probable life expectancy. <laughs> wow. This is a small population. Yeah. And ever shrinking one. And too. here's where it all comes together. This bill is being backed by the Nebraska chapter of Smart Approaches to Marijuana. Oh, no. This is nothing more than a political stunt to mislead voters into thinking that there's a good faith effort going on to legalize legislatively. Right. And if that, if Sam, Smart Approaches to Marijuana, a very well-known prohibitionist group... Yeah, that's that Kevin Sabat idiot. Yes. If that wasn't a big enough red flag to you, how about this? Just this week, Governor Crickety Ricketts... Oh, no. Pete Ricketts said that while he continues to have concerns about marijuana use for any reason, he's willing to consider this new, very restrictive political stunt oh, bill. Oh, I bet he fucking is. Yeah. He went from marijuana bad, okay, THC kills teenagers every day, to, I would consider it, well, oh, this bill might be okay. I don't yeah. think so. That is a snaky, sick scheme going on right there. And is it, ugh. Ugh. But the good news is that our friends, the Nebraskans for Medical Marijuana, are actively collecting signatures to put a pair of complementary medical measures onto the November ballot, hopefully. Um, they've got till July to collect 87,000 valid signatures. If you're up there, make sure you sign it. Make sure you help them out. Maybe you volunteer some time to gather signatures. Hopefully they're paying people to s gather signatures. You know, you can make a little extra cheese on the side. Uh, but anyways, this group put in the work and gathered enough signatures to qualify medical for the 2020 ballot, but if you've been in the bowl before, you will remember me explaining over and over again that the Nebraska Supreme Court invalidated it, saying that it violated the single subject rule for citizen initiatives. Yeah, because it was about pot and also pot. Yeah, it was about buying pot and possessing pot and using pot. So they're back at it. You got to sign your name twice because they have to have two separate initiatives to make the medical market happen. Good God. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And here we are in Nebraska. That's why you can't have nice things. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, you don't need me to tell you don't trust a politician, but don't trust a politician. Go help those activists get this on the ballot. It's always some backdoor shit and even then you know and i feel so fucking bad being a I, maybe i'm being a, too pessimistic right now but <laughs> after south dakota even if the people vote it through which i believe they will marijuana is really a non-topic a non-thing at this point you know it's just oh, weed yeah. it's at just the, weed at the ballot box it crushes it crushes at the ballot box but don't be surprised if all those politicians start squashing it right after yeah they'll find a way to get their grubby hands on it the Big, language has to be freedom, freedom, lady Christy. No, she didn't want to let you be free with weed. No, she didn't stand by. No the, matter how the many people. of you vote for it, despicable, absolutely despicable. People got to remember too, like, like the the first time weed became federally illegal, it wasn't like because it was banned or the possession of it was banned. It was the it was the cannabis tax stamp act, meaning in order to. In order to have it, kind of like your cigarettes have a tax stamp on them, you had to have this tax stamp, but that's, and then they didn't sell the stamp, you know, they didn't let you get the stamp. It's mm. always some kind of a trickery crap like that, you know? Yeah. Dirty games they play. 
fucking criminals. What is that? Dutchism. Adam always drops it like, you are what you call others. Here they're like, whoa, you have a little weed, you're a criminal. It's like, no, you. What you say for yourself and the fuck to me in health. Yeah, fuck to me in health. Whatever it is. Oh God, that was pretty good. I'm sure you. I'm pretty sure you nailed it, man. Rest I didn't in know peace, that the Dutch language. I'm sorry. I don't know. I didn't know that you spoke Dutch so well. <laughs> well, anyway, good news in New Hampshire to pick things up a little bit. The Supreme Court ruled that people can't be fired from their jobs for smoking a little medical weed off the clock. Who'd have thunk? All right. Yeah. Try to fire me, but you can't. That's right. This was a unanimous vote uh, because someone at Rideaway, which is a wheelchair van conversion company, uh, this guy was working there. He was diagnosed with PTSD and he simply submitted a written request to be exempt from the company's drug testing policy uh, as a reasonable accommodation for his disability. And then he was fired. And this happened in September 2018. So he sued on the grounds that the company right away was discriminating against him, and his argument was rejected by a superior court judge. But in an appeal, the Supreme Court found that state law doesn't exempt cannabis as an accommodation, and that such accommodations should be decided on a case-by-case basis depending on the specific facts of the case. It's better than nothing. Oh, yeah. The way I look at it is like, are you going to get in trouble for using Tylenol at home? Are you going to get in trouble for... Prescription opiates. Right. Yeah. No, you don't. SSRIs, crazy pills. Hey. You can have pill prescriptions and take them maybe even on the clock, but prescribed weed. mm. Yeah, it's pseudoscience though. It's pseudoscience. It's federally illegal. It's a schedule one right next to LSD. So glad they unanimously voted that that was some bullshit though, because it is. And you know what we call that? We call that. A little step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Ah, New York, New York. Their Office of Cannabis Management announced that doctors will be able to issue medical recommendations to people for any condition they see fit. All right. Yes. Doctors can, like, prescribe medicine for patients. Yes, expanding the medical market to everyone who needs it. Isn't that amazing? Put the put the uh, control in the prescriber's hands. It's, like, such a novel concept, I Seems guess. Seems like a pseudoscientific move to me, but we'll see <laughs> well, how it works to out. to add to the pseudoscience here, um, <laughs> they did already expand who the eligible clinical providers are to any practitioner who's licensed to prescribe... Con- controlled substances in New York State, which includes dentists, podiatrists, and midwives. Midwives? Yes. I was going to say, it would be shrinks too, yeah? Psychologist? Psychiatrist? Come on, they're a shoe-in. Yeah. But midwives. Dope. Yes, your midwife can be like, oh, you're nauseous? Here, smoke a joint. Midwives can get back to their OG job. Smoke a joint at night smoke a joint in the afternoon makes you feel all right yeah yeah so anyway that's exciting uh and this news came on the day that their medical cannabis program certification and registration system launched so hopefully they're going to get this ball rolling on the market quickly and efficiently 
Uh, oh, we shall see. They also expanded um, the supply limit from 30 days to 60 days. You can purchase a 60-day supply instead of just 30 days. Ooh. Wow. I don't understand that cap still. I think <laughs> you should be able to buy as much good herb with as much money as you want to spend on it. Whatever. But whatever. Here we are. Here we are indeed. Take what we can get, I suppose. Um, if you're going in the medical card holding route. They're also permanently waiving the patient and caregiver $50 registration fee, which I think is nice because you know how much good data they get out of having you in that database as a registered patient or caregiver. That's worth way more than 50 bucks. They don't even are 50 bucks. You're 50 bucks. Anyone's 50 bucks. And uh, allegedly they're streamlining the approval process for facilities like hospitals, residential facilities, and schools so that they can be designated caregivers to hold and dispense products for patients in their care, under their watch, who need their medicine. I like that. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool, New York. Yeah. Yeah. Expanding it quite a bit. Seems like a move. But yesterday, some other news came out of New York. oh Unsurprisingly, there's a lawsuit filed. It alleges that the governor, witchy Kathy Hochul, and her administration used improper influence at the end of December to help recreational pot seller Ascend Wellness seal its $75 million deal to buy the Mad Men dispensary chain. Oh, boy. Yes. And uh, they had, you know, tried to do this little business transaction a year ago. And the governor's office... um, just kind of dragged their feet, no word, no word. Um, then there was an email sent out to people in the cannabis industry saying that there is a fundraising event with Hokel and her uh, financial friends, her finance partners, uh, and it's a re-election campaign, but that if you wanted to attend, there was a 10000 donation fee encouraged because oh. they needed to raise 100000 that night. And, you know, they wanted to be private, be able to talk closely with the people showing up. So $10,000 entry fee, I suppose. Sure. And, of course, Ascend, who's trying to get this business deal approved, uh, decides to send someone. And two days after the re-election campaign fundraising event, Hochul's secretary and two of her aides met with the CEO of Ascend. And two days after that meeting, the deal was approved. This must have been good hand jobs. Good something. <laughs> I mean, damn. Yeah. $10,000 hand job. But uh, yeah, so it was approved December 28th, and it was set to expire on January 1st. However, on January 2nd, Mad Men Dispensary terminated their agreement and said it didn't satisfy the conditions of the original deal. And so now they're asking a judge to reject Ascend Wellness's request for an injunction that would prevent them from scrapping the merger. It's a mess. And of course, yeah. everyone at Hoko's office is like, we didn't meet with them at all. None of no, us would have met with them. There's no hand jobs. No what hand are you talking about hand jobs? Yeah. <laughs> That's Precisely. what I would say too if I got caught. Uh, my last news out of New York is just um, going back to the lawsuit, the $600 million lawsuit mm. I mentioned Last Bull After Bull last Tuesday, which which was episode 129, Hung the Hole. Uh, if you want a recap of the case, 
please go there and listen to it. Um, but these investors who offered their experience to apply for a business license uh, got caught out of the deal after a bunch of complex mergers occurred. And uh, those original guys who basically secured the license are trying to get the license back in their, their possession along with $600 million, you know, just because. Eh, make up for lost time, lost sales, everything they lost out on. Um, now, there was an initial hearing scheduled last week for that, and I don't know if that happened. I saw nothing about it, but I did go onto the court system and saw that the court system on their website, you know, um, the next virtual oral arguments have been scheduled for February 22nd, 2022. So I'm on it. I'm listening. I'm nice. keeping my ears, my ears and eyes are peeled and I'll be listening out on February 22nd and keeping you updated on that case. Cause $600 million, that is no chump change. It's a lot of money, dude. Sadly for our friends in North Dakota, uh, they didn't gather enough signatures to put recreational weed on the November ballot. Nuts. Um, they turned in 19,500 valid signatures. They needed 31,164 signatures. However, almost 20,000 valid signatures with unpaid volunteers. Pretty good, but you got to pay them. You got to pay to play. Yes. I hate to say that. It's Makes me sick. It's just impossible otherwise, because you what you get are just starry-eyed, we can do it types of people. God bless them. Um, but you get a small group of them, versus uh, you pay people and then they hit the streets and say, "I'm gonna get that money." That's right. And it's not even just that. I mean, that's a big factor. But you got to think, you cut out a big chunk of the people who can't afford the opportunity cost to do it for free. You go out and you hit the streets every day gathering signatures at the post office, at the grocery store, at wherever your, you know, high traffic area you can find. And without that money, you're foregoing the opportunity to make money somewhere else. So a lot of people just straight up cannot afford that opportunity cost to do that. True. So it has to, you know, I mean, it, at least in this state, going back a very long time, nothing hits the ballot unless you pay for signatures. Nothing. Yeah. Well, the North Dakota activists are saying that they're grouping up together to form two future ballot measures um, that they'll start working on. One to help fix the problems with their medical market, um, which voters approved in 2016, and then one for recreational which surprisingly north dakota voters had the opportunity to pass in 2018 and rejected mm. now moving south to south dakota the senate health and human service committee um sends out all their suggestions on uh what should be changed about the medical laws that everyone's favorite christy noam says she's gonna uphold and you know, stand by what the people want and sure. make it the best medical market possible. After she Gosh. wrecked the rack. Yeah, after she wrecked it and is now asking the supporters to pay for it. Whether that be from taxpayer money or getting the activists behind the initiatives to pay it. <laughs> anyway, uh, they were going to leave, they suggested leaving Home Grow at three plants total. And goofy. That's just a goofy. <laughs> People push back on that really hard, you know? Yeah. It's like, no, the opponents here were saying, no, they need 12 
this 12 is a much better number but definitely they left it at three uh they originally had the word maximum in the language so it was a maximum of three and they did take out the word maximum so now it's just you can have three plants which is like no different yeah one word one arbitrary word there you can I have don't three know. now you can get in trouble if you only have two <laughs> yeah, right. That's the way I see it. You have to have three. <laughs> um, but the way these motherfuckers work, I swear, that's what they're going to do. But, you know, the committee members came out and said, well, that number could increase, decrease, or be entirely done away with before the bill reaches the governor's desk. And wouldn't you know, when the House of Representatives got around to voting, they decided to pass a bill to ban home cultivation altogether what? for patients. No. And now that's heading... To the Senate. What? To be voted on. Wow, what Just, a bunch of blockheads. How are man. we here, South Dakota? How did this happen? The people voted to approve medical and recreational, and then the state came down on them. Christy Nome came down on them and said, No, you're not free to do that in my state. I just can't fucking believe it, really. It's sick. Yes. Yes, it is. For someone who kept their state open through the whole pandemic. You know, it's like, why wouldn't you want my money? You get taxes off of this, you know, a little tax revenue flowing in. Everyone could be making money right now. And instead, you are looking for someone to foot your legal expenses to shut down the will of the people. That's sick. Politicians are snakes. No doubt. They're, they're just, they're not there for you, the voter. But the little thumbs up I have to offer for South Dakota this week is that they did issue their first registration certificates for medical dispensaries Woo! they're doing some things silver lining really fucking the people in the ass on the other side yep well in austin texas voters will get to decide if they want to decriminalize the weed uh on their may ballot so um activists were hoping that the city council would just pass decriminalization and they referred it over to the people but hey I trust the people will vote for decriminalization. That is simply a step in the right direction. And my final weed story tonight also comes out of Texas, where the agriculture commissioner had to cut ties with a political consultant um, because he has been indicted on felony charges of theft and commercial bribery related to taking money in exchange for state hemp licenses that are doled out through the agriculture commissioner's office. Yeah, I like money, though. Yep. Um, the consultant's name was Todd Smith. He was arrested in May, accused of taking 55,000 buckaroonies as part of a scheme. During the time that the Texas Department of Agriculture was developing regulations for the then-emerging hemp industry... And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, they've been accused of soliciting $150,000 to get an exclusive hemp license, saying that 25000 would be used for a public poll, poll after poll on hemp. Of course, a hemp license costs 100 bucks, so that's a very unreasonable amount of money Even they're suggesting <laughs> was thrown around. It's schemes but, after schemes is what it is. Yeah. His attorneys, of course, came out and said he hasn't broken the law. A vague statement. And at the when the story first broke about the indictment, the commissioner, Sid Miller, who is seeking his third term reelection, um, he was initially dismissive. And he said he believed that the indictment is politically motivated 
and that Smith did nothing wrong. Um, but as I mentioned, he has since decided it would be best to cut ties with that guy, you know, try and secure those votes. Yeah. Wash your hands. In politics, there are no friends in the end. Nope. Just money. Yeah, need a little bit of money. Oh, I just need... Oh, here's Governor Caillou showing up on the text line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again. <laughs> Crickety rickets. Can never forget Governor Caillou. Thank you, texter. The politicians need a little money. I need a little metal. Hell yeah, we need a little metal. And uh, I've got your metal fix for you. Let's roll right into it. Woohoo! In the bowl and in the morning. This here is the Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny with this week's Metal Moment. On November 15th, 2001, I became truly a gamer. That was the day that Halo Combat Evolved was released on the Microsoft Xbox. Halo was such a success that it's often praised as one of the greatest video games ever made and usually makes everybody's top 10 list. Composer Martin O'Donnell and his company Total Audio were ultimately tasked with creating the music for this game and YouTuber Little V decided he was going to do a cover. So here is Little V, the Halo Combat Evolved theme. go yes fuck yeah nice oh man i remember when halo 2 came out and like the morning it came out uh before the school bell started these nerds always used to sit at the same table and they fucking got on the table and then they just sang like the oh whatever you know that fucking <laughs> yeah. title song And it was like, it was actually funny because it like echoed off the walls perfectly in like a school cafeteria, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh my God. Perfect acoustics for it. We were like, well, the nerds are excited today. <laughs> no one else joined in with them? It was just that little group of nerds? Just the table. It was a table of the 10 nerds, you know? It wasn't like lonely nerds. Yeah. It was, it was a full pack of nerds, dude. Standard nerds. Do you ever play yourself some Halo? When I babysat. Yeah, that was a great game, man. That's the most shit talking I've ever done on a video game, Mike. <laughs> Ooh. I was a fun babysitter. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Don't talk no shit, won't be no shit. You That's know? right. It's that <laughs> simple. Well, you know what else is simple is uh, calling into our voicemail line. We're talking about the first time. You ever kiss someone romantically? 
because it was on the list and we picked it. And uh, all you got to do is call 816-607-3663, just like this caller did. My first kiss uh, was a uh, fine uh, woman around the age of 16 and uh, I about 12 because I was punched up. Uh, there you go. No, um, first time, first time I ever kissed, uh, <laughs> mm, it was junior high. I know who it was. I won't say her name. I don't want to call her, uh, first name was Cheryl. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh. Hey, Cheryl, go get him. Uh, it was romantic. I think we went, uh, we went out for two months. Yeah, it was hot and heavy in junior high school. Woo-hoo. Hey, um, but there was uh, a second girl after that that it was kind of romantic with uh, that liked me a lot more than I liked her at the time because I was a fucking moron. Yeah, it'll uh, happen. Yeah. Well. But, uh, yeah. Those were the first two, so they weren't uh, significant, really. Too much. I mean, it's you know, other than it's your first kiss. Yeah. No but, big deal. Uh, Just you know. junior high that I actually kissed a girl that I was. Well, I'm sorry, junior high, high school that I kissed a girl that I really, really deeply cared about. So, so deep. Um. Yeah. Huh. In the bowl. In the bowl, Ned. Ned. And the bowl, Ned. Ned. Such a romantic. So romantic, Ned. Ned. So romantic. Uh, you know who else is romantic? Who? <laughs> this next caller. Okay, so the first time I ever was kissed passionately. All right, I'll tell you. So, I was in my recertification class for my emergency medical tech certification, and I couldn't take my eyes off the instructor. He was just this gorgeous six foot four man. Oh, he was. Oh. He, he was amazing. Oh, and so uh, he gave me a tour after hours uh, since I was staying at the academy for the night, and he was as well. And he gave me a tour of the place. And as he was looking at me, I was really nervous. And he asked what was wrong, and I said, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm really nervous." And he said, "Why are you nervous?" And I said. Because you're just so gorgeous, and I just, I know it's wrong, but I'm just so taken by you. And he said, here, this might help. And he leaned down, and he kissed me. And it still rates in the top three kisses that I've ever had in my life. Ooh la la! That were so amazing and so passionate. And I hope in the future to be pressed against a wall and kissed the way a man should kiss a woman. That is my fairy tale. And someday my Prince Charming will come and make that dream come true for me. But until then, Phoenix out. Phoenix. Phoenix in the bowl. Well, push me up against a wall and call me Prince Charming. Whoop-a-doo! That's a hell of a one. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Love that. Was it? Was the first uh, smoocheroonie you ever smoocheroonie? Yeah, the first time I ever kissed someone romantically was after I kissed someone for practice. Oh well, you, 
Gotta make sure you're doing it right, I so, guess, So, right? yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> let's see, I'm trying to think. I was 12, 13, and, you know, uh, I didn't have a boyfriend, but I wanted a boyfriend, and I wanted to be ready if I were to get a boyfriend, so yeah. I was having a slumber party with my friend, who's a girl, uh, and, um... We were, I remember, we were, like, down in my basement, and I used to have these cool mats that, like, rolled into seats, and then you could, like, roll them out into beds. Ah, yes. Like, origami mats. The old seat mat bed. Yeah, the old seat mat bed, you know? Yeah. And so, anyways, I had three of them. They're great for sitting and playing video games, and and then at the end of the night, just roll them out, push them together, and you got a nice sleeping area. Um, But anyways, I digress. It was getting close to bedtime. I was I put on a DVD of my favorite band in their music videos during Gray, <laughs> and uh, she was like into it. I don't know if she was pretending to be into it or if she actually was like, "This is pretty cool." But I was like, "See that lead singer there? Oh man, he's just the one for me. Like he's just so sexy that that's God right there, like in human form." I mean, I was total fangirl, and so I was working myself up, and I'm just like, you know. Should the moment ever arise, I'd like to be prepared. You ever kissed anyone? Brooke was like, no, I never kissed anyone. And I was like, let's just try it, you know, just for shits and giggles. And we kissed. And then it was like, huh. And then we kissed again. And it was pretty (laughs) nice. So then we just like cuddled and made out for the rest of the night. And then we were like doing that on the regular. Ooh. Until I got a boyfriend and I was like, I would never marry a woman. And then she went nuts. Record scratch. Yeah. I was the asshole. Bad karma for me then. Yeah. Yeah. But that was it. That was my uh, my first time I ever kissed someone romantically was a girl. Wow. For practice and then I liked it. Kissing <laughs> is nice. First for practice, but then for the taste. Yes. Yum, yum, yum. Well, yum, very yum. nice. How about that? Hey, I got no problems with women marrying women. It's just not for me. And I knew that about myself. Yeah. You got two periods in the same house. I just can't handle it. And that's just a lot to handle, you know? A lot to handle. I could probably try, though. I'm thinking right now in my head, two periods in one house. I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah. Imagining yourself as a woman with a period or having two wives. That second one. <laughs> uh, well, lucky for you, you've already got two daughters, so hey Yeah, that's different. <laughs> Three periods in rotation someday. <laughs> you guys better be syncing up is all I gotta say. Once we get to that bridge. Yeah, that's usually what it. happens. Blame it on the moon. Yeah. Well, we could just blame it on this next collar and save us all the trouble. Oh, yeah. Well, on the bowl, you guys. Uh, in the so bowl. Today, in the bowl. Yeah. The first time I ever kissed somebody romantically. Well, I don't know. This is a difficult one right at the moment just because, uh, well, yeah. Anyway, the... Um, it's been a long time since I've kissed someone romantically. It's also been the first time. It's been and the first time I did it was probably with somebody that I'm currently divorcing. So, um, wow, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, those memories are kind of hard to come by right now, uh, given everything that's gone on. I'm not going to get into it here because I don't want to put that energy out in the bowl because the bowl is about. Uh, love and healing and you know spiritualness and all these great things and yeah I don't really want to I don't really want to get into that right now so um, you know put put out what you want to uh, what you want to get back from the world and the bowl is a beautiful place uh, lots of beautiful people here um, 
you know, and I and I love you all. And uh, we you love know, you, fun uh, boy. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, come come share some love over on the Lotus Podcast uh, when you get a chance to. Uh, you know, we can stream on Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hey, you know, lotuspodcast.net, uh, all of all of the stuff there. And meanwhile, you know, just trying to uh, you know get myself uh, get my get things moving here as uh, you know as I start my new life. So, um, but uh, you know, and of course, uh, yeah, and you know, Phoenix is there to uh, to to keep me honest and um, you know and and is, is a is a great podcasting partner in crime, uh, and I just uh, you know anyway, it's, I think I think I'll I think with the way things are going right now, um, you know things could be a lot worse. I feel pretty blessed. So uh, in the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yes, in the bowl, phone boy. The phone boy's half full. Got to look at That's the right. bright. You got to look at the bright side of the bowl because the other side's cashed. And well, once you finish that bright side, we can pack it again. So yeah. That's how the bowl works, baby. Ain't called bowl after bowl for nothing. That's right. It's because you, uh... Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Get bowl after bowl till you're sick. It's just how it works. Isn't that right, next caller? Hello. Hello. In the bowl. bowl. Hello in the bowl. Hello. Come on in, Quirky. Aloha. Aloha. In the bowl. In the bowl. I'm just relaxing. I, uh, yeah. I can hear that. Taking it easy. Yeah. As easy as I can. And um, I got to tune in like a half hour early tonight. Oh, cool. And, um, I really love the dark synth. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, too. It's so cool that I get to share my love of dark synth with you. I really um, only know one other person that really, uh, or two other people that really enjoy that music in the community like ducky and nick the rat um and so when i first was telling you about it a long time ago i just was taking a shot you know taking a shot try it out man (laughs) i heard you um in the dark sense playlist tonight even the midnight came on you know how much i love the midnight and dance with the dead oh yes yeah dance with the dead is one of the most amazing. They used to be, um, oh, and Perturbator. Yeah. Perturbator, the the musician was a former metal, was a former metal musician. So, yeah, that's pretty wild. I think it's Perturbator, yeah. Or um, also Hexencraft. Check out Hexencraft with a K, not a C. And Dead Life. Fucking, there's so many great dark synth artists out there. Uh, check them out on Bandcamp. Which time do I have? My freaking screen doesn't show me anymore. Okay, I'll I got like 45 seconds. I think Hexencraft so, is not uh, Thank you for Thank you so much for bringing Nadia on. <laughs> Such an, a fucking amazing Bowls with Buds. Yeah, that was but a great one. I knew it would be, but it just topped even the last one. Yeah, and the babies, the babes. Yeah. HC Titty Milk. Hell yes. I'll drink <laughs> that. I'll drink to that, and I'll drink that. <clears throat> Especially no if it doubt. comes from you or Nadia. Lorian. Ooh. Lovely lady, Lorian Rose. <laughs> Is that wrong? Does that make me per- too perverse or deranged? I don't I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Uh, I might call back. <clears throat> much love and respect to you both. Yes. Can't wait for that metal moment. Oh, yeah. Gonna be good. In the boat. Hmm. In the 
Purple Quirkest, the, the one and only. Yeah, Nadia, that was a great one, man. It's always fun to sit down with her, but just catching up and hearing where she's at now and the the progression. It's cool. It's cool to check in. Podcast pregnancies. You got- so wild, like both just finding out we were pregnant on abs in a six pack of all places. Uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> and then babies born one day apart. Crazy. Yeah. Yup, yup. Kindred spirits over there in Illuminati's house. Yeah, I remember that first time I ever kissed a girl. Yeah? Yeah. Did you like the, it? It was in the script. I did like it, <laughs> for sure. Uh, it was in the script, though. Oh. See, my sister went to this dance school um, on, oh. on North Oak, and there was some kind of like bundled discount. This was a dance and theater school, and so my sister was taking so many classes that it was like cheap to get me into a theater class and my mom just like made me take it and i really wasn't into it i didn't want to take a theater class but she like insisted i take it and she's like you're taking it she made me do it i think that's like the only thing my mom ever like forced me to do i didn't really want to do huh it ended up being all right like i didn't hate it and i don't regret it but i i wouldn't have done it if it was up to me you know what i mean it was one of those things i just was never like uh up and down about I did a couple of skits, like, for vacation Bible school and church, you know what I mean? And skits for my scout troop, but not like a... Theater. Musical theater? It wasn't musical theater. It was oh, just to okay. uh, memorize your lines and wear a costume theater, you know? Yeah. Snow White. Snow White. But uh, I, was, I was Prince Charming. Cast oh! Your boy was Prince Charming, who, you know, of course, at the end, gets to save the day by kissing Snow White, who's laying there on this table, you know? Dead asleep, yeah. Yeah. And right from the jump, when we started going through the script and stuff, he was like, you know, all right, well, you know, you kiss her to wake up, and, you know, it's like, uh, we're all in theater here, so the kiss is a real kiss, and just get over it, you know, like, we're going to practice it. When we practice it every time, it's going to be a real kiss, you just kiss her, practice a kiss. But I tell you, like, <laughs> <laughs> I kissed that chick probably at least 60, 70 times. And it was always cool. Like, it never got old or nothing. It never just felt like, oh, routine script fart. So it's like, all right, let's, let's, did we get that last part right? Can we run through from the top of the last, yeah, just the last two pages of the script? Nice. Feel like something was off. Just want to make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. I mean, you talk about practice. Like, that was literally practice for the craft, you know, and you got to, you know, you're in the theater and... And then when that stage no. performance came, I bet it was very romantic. It was quite the romantic. romance just came yeah. through. We performed our play at like a couple of different elementary schools. <laughs> How old were you? In their gymnasium. I must have been, I want to say 13 maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time for it. 12 or 13, probably 13 I think. Right in there. Yeah, maybe even 14. Somewhere in there though, man. Somewhere in that time, you know? Did she smoochy kiss you back? Or did she just lay there and take she it? She just lay there and take it because she's Snow White, <laughs> yeah, man. So that that was like the one kind of like, oh, I don't know. But you were very romantic with the kissing, so oh, bro, it was good man. practice. It's charming, man. Get used to the feel of a lady's lips on like your a lips. Little, like a little Romeo, man. You are. Like now you're big Romeo. Romeo. Like a little big, big little Romeo, man. Yeah. Yeah, that part was worth doing the whole acting class. And then we did Charlotte's Web after. I can't even remember who I was in there. 
Charlotte's Web. I'm pretty wow. sure it was the fi- uh, the farmer. Oh, well, as long as I you weren't an it. animal. Yeah. The guy saying, Some pig, his name. You know, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that was me. So you did theater two years? No. Uh, we oh, did two plays. Two plays? One class. Oh. One class, two plays. Making the most of that free class. Yeah. It was work, dude. It was work and like, I don't know. But mom didn't make you do it after that. No. She was happy you she did was it like, the one She was like, you time. have to try it. If you don't like it, you don't have to go back. And I was like, all right, cool. Well. I'm not going back. I know I get to kiss that chick 80 times, but I still don't like it. Just, I don't know. This was not for you. This wasn't my scene. That's all. Yeah, that's all. That's you got to be behind the drums. That's right. Or behind this next caller. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> literally taking the trash out here. Oh, how dare uh, you. first time that I ever kissed somebody romantically is separate from the first time I ever kissed somebody. Uh, I was down at a reenactment in St. Augustine, Florida, which is on record, uh, if I remember correctly, the oldest town in America. It's not the, most, it's not the oldest American city, but it was the uh, like first proper uh, European settlement in, uh, in Florida. Mm. But we were at this um, at this sort of like lighting of the lantern styled event for it was beginning of December, and I was coming back from a Irish folk music concert with um, a girl that I had a crush on that was also a reenactor. And as we were walking back, it was raining, and we stopped under uh, like a little like a like a concrete balcony of the city, right? And um kissed there. It was really cool. Oh. In the bowl. And, and the, the bowl. The raindrops started falling in slow motion. And the band struck up and it was like, this magic moment. I can see it right now. Me too. Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Boobsy. You're a beautiful man. You've lived a beautiful life. I'm sure this next caller has lived a life just as beautiful, though. Nights in the bowl, never reaching the end. Voice mouths I've recorded, never meaning to send. The only person I've ever kissed romantically is my mousy bear, and that's the only person I will ever do so. Wow. Oh, yeah. Look at you, big man. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. One and done. One and done, baby. Look at you. Yeah, it must be fucking nice. I am impressed. That's impressive. <sighs> if only I had met you at 12, Spence. We would have just gone yeah, just so long. Yeah, yeah. Just as good that day. <laughs> I just know it. I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, you had a hell of a long way to fucking go to me. We were only so. 2,400 miles apart. Yeah, that seems... I'm glad we f- pulled it off, yeah, despite the odds that we started off with. Yeah. Tunes up, man. You, I love that. That was a beautiful call. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Tunta. Speaking of beautiful calls, Boop's got more to say. You Woo! know, I was so high, I forgot the punchline. Oh. We ended up dating after this trip to St. Augustine, Florida, for about four months, but she was Mormon. And she decided to uh, break up with me over AIM, oh. Instant Messenger, AOL Instant Messenger, oh. because I wasn't marriage material. And she was ready to hunker down and 
get some uh, get some babies going. Yeah. I was like, but I'm only 17 in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. You could have had like four or five of them going, man. Yeah. Played that Mormon game, dude. Come on. Come out. I mean, come out. What you think you make come Yeah, man. I remember AIM. Boo-loo, boo-loo, boo-loo. Oh, dude. Uh. It was like the craziest thing. Like, look, my aunt all the way over there in Nebraska, she she types a message and I see it right away. Yeah. It'd be like the computer would be on and then you'd hear that door open like, when one of your friends would come online and you like beat feet down the stairs like, who was it? Who was it? Oh. And then just be AIM, AIM chatting. That's Jesus. pretty cool. I used to chat for ages. That was when we first got the internet. Yeah, I was lucky I didn't have the internet. We had us some internet. But I did play with AIM at school. It's like 1990, I want to say eight, I want to say nine, somewhere in there. Eight or nine, baby. Good times. The internet was still fun. Could hop into a chat roulette. Oh, yeah. See some... That was a bit later on. Wieners. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's about all you'd see on chat roulette was some wieners. Yeah. Well, you know. If you're into you that know. kind of stuff, I guess it makes sense. Send your dick pics. <laughs> you know. Oh, I know. I know that we got to pick another F tie. That's oh, what I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, this one was so romantic. Um, But now, where do we go from here? Well. We talked about, you know, you talked about like theater and stuff. We could do like first time I performed on stage. First time I performed. First time I performed. <laughs> Take that as you will. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. some performers in the audience. I can tell. You oh, that. all the bowlers are performers. I can tell you that. I, I know where that. my uh, first time I ever list went, and that kind of disturbs me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I say we just like first time I ever performed. We'll find it. Everything right. comes right. back yeah. in the bowl. We'll you know, perform that. it. We'll perform. Just like performed. It. Nothing else. First, first time, time I ever performed. Performed. Yes. Okay. Looking forward to those responses. Keep it vague for the smart asses in the bowler that. Yeah. uh, For the bowlers. Yeah. All the bowlers. Every single one of them. Well, that uh, leaves one thing left to do. Ah, Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Keep bowling, 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 bowling. Yeah. So, on Bowl After Bowl episode 123, Bowls or Comedian, I talked about a stellar sea eagle that was spotted in Massachusetts. Yes. Uh, This is. A bird hailing from northeastern Asia with absolutely no business being over here. Now, just today, it was reported that that stellar sea eagle has been spotted safely up in Maine. So yeah. it's not leaving the northeast anytime soon, I guess. Uh, it's just hanging out. This fucker is twice as big as a bald eagle. Dang. Yeah, this is a big bird. That is one big bird, man. Yeah. One big bad bird. How do you handle that bird? But, I mean, he must be enjoying his vacation because he's not trying to get home and mate or anything. I mean, he's just exploring, seeing all the other birds, I guess. Checking it out? Checking it out. Gotta throw this ball down the lane. I'm sorry, I was drying my hand off. Oh, yeah, nailed it. It's all right. I'm just saying it's your turn. I just had the sweaty hand. You gotta hold it over that uh, fan there so I didn't, like, you know, slip and drop the ball or nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we always start bowling quick. Ooh, sorry. Another story came back up this week. Uh, previously mentioned on Bowl After Bowl episode 121, entitled, I Want Chinese This Bad. <laughs> this is the story of Tommy Thompson, a research scientist in 
deep-sea treasure hunter who has spent six years in jail in contempt of court. Uh-oh. And that's because he refuses to disclose the location of missing gold coins. I remember this lad. Well... His case has hit another roadblock. Uh-oh. Um, because yesterday... He had a hearing, and it ended with the federal judge giving him two months to find a new attorney. Uh-oh. This is ongoing, and he is incurring a $1,000 a day fine, allegedly, for refusing to tell him where to find these missing gold coins. Wow. Yeah. So, just to recap, he uh, found the old ship of gold, the SS Central America in 1988, which sank off the coast of South Carolina in 1857. With thousands of pounds of gold. Um, and authorities are trying to find 500 coins. I saw that a big chunk of gold was auctioned off not that long ago from this ship. And it fetched a whopping 2.6 million US dollars. Uh, so, you know, authorities are like, hey, here's some money. We need it. Give it to us. All your gold is mine. Can't you guys um, just go print your own? Supposedly, allegedly, in Minecraft... He had mentioned something about the coins being turned over to a trust in Belize. So they just really want the information and deets on that. Yeah. Um, but he's just said nothing ever since that. Um, well, good for now, him. Fuck him. Right. I know. That's how I feel. Uh, he was arrested because he failed to appear in 2012 to discuss the coins. So U.S. Marshals tracked his ass down in Florida in 2015 and arrested him. He pled guilty in April of 2015 to skipping the hearing and was sentenced to two years in prison with a $250,000 fine. Ooh. However, they decided to delay the criminal sentence indefinitely until the issue of the gold coins was resolved. <laughs> and that's even though federal law limits contempt of court incarcerations to 18 months. But in 2019, a federal appeals court rejected his argument that that law applies to him. Oh, that's gross. Saying his refusal to tell them where the co coins are violates conditions of a plea agreement. His next hearing will tentatively be March 21st with a new attorney by his side. Jeez. It makes you sick. Yeah. Ever heard of finders keepers? I mean, come on, people. These people are sick. Yeah, these people are sick. Oh, well. But the bowlers already know that. Hope he, get, hope he gets out of there. Me too. And doesn't have to say no words about coins. Here's some more sick people. Okay. This young man comes into a post office in Ireland, and he's looking for information about how someone collects their pension. I'm going to come. He says, can I collect someone else's pension for them? You know, bring it to them. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the person working there is like, no. <laughs> I don't um, like this line of questioning, boyo. Uh, the pensioner the person receiving the pension needs to be here to get it so the young man comes back with two friends one is about his age and one is like a clearly older man maybe in his 60s uh and they are carrying his ass into the post office oh shit so then someone asked them like hey is that guy all right you all right they dropped his ass on the ground and went running because the dude was dead <laughs> oh my god Yes. Now the Irish police are investigating the claim that this dead man was taken to the post office to collect his pension. Damn. A scheme gone awry. Yeah. They chickened out. Could have kept it going. I know. 
Oh, they should have just been like, oh, yeah. It's got to be incredibly common, right? My pappy. Keeping them checks rolling when people croak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pappy's a heavy sleeper. Couldn't wake him up, you know. Keep him Get too much whiskey. Keep him getting the pension. I just don't know why they dropped him, you know. They really, that was very unsmooth. Yeah, man. If you, well, you're already committed. You got the, right, you you got the geezer going. in the post office, man. Just go for it. It's like, well. He hit the bottle too hard. He's not going to wake up, but he needs to get this check. It's very important. Talk, but he, he needs his medicine. Still needs his money. He needs his money for his medicine. <laughs> I like money. Ay, ay, ay. Well, a judge had to apologize this week after she wished jail upon a man with a weedy yard. And I'm not talking the good weed. Oh, no. I'm just talking like, you didn't mow. <laughs> yeah, he had an online hearing in which she said, shameful. Your neighbors should not have to look at that. You should be ashamed of yourself. If I could give you jail time on this, I would. Wow, get he a was grip. ordered a simple $100 fine. Uh, but turns out, the man who lives there is 72 years old, has cancer, and relies on his son to take care of the yard, but his son was in another country. And because of the scamdemic bullshit, he was probably stuck in that other country and unable to mow the yard. Well, I'm so, glad that we've got such a, you know, caring and sympathetic judge on the bench. Take you a nap! Seriously. Well, on top of the apology, she did report her own behavior to the Judicial Tenure Commission, uh, which is the state watchdog over the judiciary. Oh. So, you know. Well, at least she made it better on the back end, I guess. She felt bad about it. Forgive me, Commission, I have sinned. Took out my anger on an elderly man with cancer because he didn't mow his yard. Not the move. Or ask for help mowing his yard. How dare he? Should have been in jail. Or stop having cancer. Stop having cancer, <laughs> dick. It's that simple. Just stop having cancer. Come what are you on. doing having cancer, old man? Your lawn is getting long. What I want you to do is go collect the weed from your yard and smoke it. And then stop having cancer. The weedy yard, I mean, the solution's right there. The weedy yard. Anyway. Hey, hey, hey. A college student this past week found out that he was the only passenger on his British Airways flight from London to on Orlando, Florida. Wow. He had the whole plane to himself. Must be fucking nice, dude. That sounds excellent. No joke. Must be fucking nice. I wonder if they made him wear his face diaper the whole time, though. He did say that they gave him the whole box of cookies that was meant for all the passengers at the handout, you know? They gave him the whole box of cookies, the whole box of snacks, anything he wanted. They just gave it to him, pretty much. All 24 steaks for first class? Wouldn't that be nice? No, they didn't let him sit in the front class. He just had the whole uh, slave class to himself. It was like a standard, the standard place. You still have to buckle. Yeah, you still have to buckle. Oh, my thing's not charging. Why is that happening? Seatbelt in an airplane. Come on. Anybody ever think about that for a while? It's silly. Um, okay. There we go. An LAPD man was driving a stolen motorcycle at 130 miles per hour when he crashed and died. Ouch. Yeah, he was stunting, too. He was, like, standing up while driving, having a good old time. 
But, uh, one of those, uh, hey, everybody watch me deaths. Yeah, then he came upon a four-way stoplight and, uh, went, had a head-on collision, pretty much, with a vehicle making a left turn, and, uh, went flying and died. Flying and dying. Yes, I believe that might be karma in action. It's, uh, Darwin Ward at the very least. Yes, you know, I hear that in the Old West, horse thieves were hanged. This is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, stealing, stealing the bike. Yeah. Jack stealing a metal stallion. Yeah, you're steal, on the steel horse I ride, you know? <laughs> wanted yeah, dead or wanted alive. Wanted dead or alive. You know? and we got you dead. Got you dead. There you are. Flying and dying. Yes, he was free falling. <laughs> Sounds expensive. Ah, uh, I told you it was a slow, slow news week here, but man, this is a cuckoo story. Actually, I have something for that. Pretty sure. Yet yeah, hit. <laughs> Look at that. Just what the story ordered on the lanes. Uh, a 25-year-old woman got a ride to her parents' house where she took an axe, smashed her way into the guest bedroom, and then chopped her dad in the arm three times and gave her grandpa a black eye before they could subdue her ass. Jeez. <laughs> Calm down, Rebecca. I know. That is no way to walk into your parents' house by smashing through the guest bedroom window? What the hell? This is why and, we uh, always carry. <laughs> Never yeah. relax. Oh, not even with your own child, I oh guess, in this God, instance. Bro. I don't know. It just it kept making me uh, think of like dope sick, you know, or someone who's got a bad habit they've got to feed. And Some they've just lost of- it and they're going to go violent to take things from their relatives. But I'm not sure. I mean, there is no motive listed for why she would Axe her way into her parents' house. Well, why don't her... you ask her? I must ask you a question. Why don't you ask her why? Young child. Um, one of the funniest parts is that the cops report there were two men who drove her there, just sitting in the car in the driveway when the cops pulled up, and then they decided to back up slowly, you know, back <laughs> out. And so the cops are approaching the vehicle, and they're having this conversation. Man, I don't want to go back to jail. This is your fault, Daniel. Oh. This is all your fucking fault. I don't want to go back to jail either. Yeah, guess what? They went back to jail? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, that is a rough reason to go back to jail, though, giving a bitch a ride. But I, I've seen it happen. And I've seen it happen myself with people I know. Sometimes you go to jail because you were dumb enough to give a bitch a ride. And you knew you shouldn't have, and you knew it was going to be fucked up, and you did it. And then you went to jail. You gotta know these things, man. You gotta have, you gotta, gotta get your shit right, man. Yeah. Well, sometimes you are dumb enough to be a bitch who drives. Because <laughs> in West Virginia, a reporter was on the street talking about a water main break at nighttime when a lady in an SUV drove into her. Oh, oof. Knocked her ass down. But this reporter got back up and finished the story. Oh my god, this is taking a lot of turns, dude. Yes. Yes, it has. The craziest part is that the reporter was holding a microphone with the number 33 on it, so I don't know if she was like a Channel 33 reporter or what. But yeah, she just gets, this SUV gets bumped. Bumps right into her back. 
and she falls and the camera falls because she's out there alone reporting so she's just got the camera on a tripod you yeah know? yeah and then she's like well tim i just got hit by a car but i am okay i swear <laughs> i'm okay and then you just you just hear the video like I am so sorry I didn't mean to hit you. I just thought I could clear it. I didn't think I was that close to you. I didn't mean to hit you. I'm really sorry. Please, I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, ma'am, you are so nice. It's totally fine. I'm totally fine. Everything's okay. So anyways, yes, the water main has broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Uh, Yeah. I'll post the, uh, well, the video. I, I know what I'm watching later in the post show. That's yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna copy it right into the chat right now. Perks of uh, being a bowler in the bowl live during the show. Yeah, you get all the links, juicy links. Yes, pound bowl after bowl on the IRCs. Pound it good. Speaking of the seas, a Miami-bound cruise ship sailed to the Bahamas instead after a U.S. judge granted an order to seize the vessel as part of a lawsuit over unpaid fuel. Unpaid fuel. I guess they get that fuel up front on the honor system. That seems like a bad idea. Although I guess, okay, so you got... $4.6 million worth of fuel they've been fronted. Whoa. That's a lot of goddamn fuel. But this is kind of good news for the passengers who feel like they've been abducted by luxurious pirates. (laughs) You get a vacation on top of a vacation. Thought they were going home. Surprise! You've won a trip to the Bahamas instead. Oh, we gotta go to the Bahamas? Well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Now, earlier in the week, last week, I believe, um, the company that runs this cruise ship, Crystal Cruises, said they were suspending all operations through late April. So they know they have to settle up this tab. Um, but you know, this, this boat was out and it was going to get got, going to get snatched and seized like pennies from heaven. And they said, hell no, we're going to the Bahamas. Bitch, we're dodging the repo man down here in the Bahamas. (laughs) Come and get me. You can't take shit in the Bahamas. Not taxes, not boats, not nothing. Right. And finally, my land stories tonight. After spending nearly a year in intensive care... Conjoined twin sisters are successfully separated and back home. Good work, twins. Yeah. These little girls were born connected at the abdomen and chest, sharing a liver, diaphragm, and abdominal wall. Oh my god, that sounds complicated. they both had very healthy hearts, which made them prime candidates for the separation procedure. It took... More than two dozen specialists in 10 hours to separate them. Damn. But they came out absolutely lovely. And um, the only thing is that they still currently are using tracheotomies to help with breathing. Yeah. But the doctors say they will eventually adjust to breathing on their own. Um, This was all taken care of at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which I didn't know has the most separated pairs of conjoined twins in the United States. Uh, 28 pairs separated since 1957. Dang. The things you learn on the lanes. It's wild, man. Uh, it's a versatile place to be, the old lanes, you know? Yes, the bowling lanes in the bowl. That's right. Well, we've rolled another one down the lanes. Thanks for hanging out with us, bowlers. It's been a lovely Token Tuesday. Another bowl on the books. We, uh... So excited to have you. 
We hope that you will join us again this Friday for the Bulls with Buds with our great friend, Sir Seat Sitter. Until then, you know that I will remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I will remain Dame DeLorean. Until Friday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. After bowl after bowl after bowl. Now you're in the after bowl. That's right. Which is after bowl after bowl. And uh, if you're on the No Agenda stream, you can join that after bowl in the bowlafterbowl.com where we are after bowl after bowl. See you there. Yeah. They'll never find it. How do you know? Those instructions were way too crazy. They'll never find it.